It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is September 1st. My God, it's September 1st. I know. Jeez, Fightful.com. Listen, your boy, number 227. Leave a thumbs up. Uh, subscribe, get in those super chats. It's the dollar sign at the bottom of the youtube.com slash fightful screen. It will get your question or statement read on the air. Oh man, Jimmy. I told Sean, I went yesterday to, there's a place in Toronto called center Island. You literally have to take a boat, Sean, from the, from the lakefront of Toronto to get to this place. And it was nothing but little kid rides Oh man. So that was my day. I had to go on like Ferris wheels and carousels. Imagine me, Sean, Ferris wheels and carousels, but you do, you do for your kids. So I, what I else am, you do yesterday. Anything? No, that was it. That was it. Did absolutely wow. nothing else. Wow. Yeah. Why, what like did, this. what did you do, Sean? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Good. Good. Nothing. Good. Well, you know what today is since it's September 1st. Today would be the launch of the latest issue of Fightful Magazine, the September-October issue. And look at that beautiful cover. CM CM Punk graces the cover of the magazine. That is a phenomenal shot taken by Scott Lesh. Uh, and uh, so see some great shots. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm told to be more enthusiastic about the magazine. Be more enthusiastic about the magazine. Scott took some really rad pictures. Like I saw those and I was like, man. Yes, he good. did. Yes, he and, did. Oh my gosh. They look incredible. They, they look do. so good. Yeah, very professional. So so we got CM Punk on the cover. An excellent cover story by Jack Goodwillie. Uh, that's a great, great read. The Wrestlers Tribune, this issue, is from a long time or an old friend of mine, Cody Diener of Impact Wrestling. He wrote the Wrestlers Tribune. I There's think a, a lot of people don't realize how long Cody Diener put myself on screen again has been in wrestling and all the stuff he's done he's been around for two decades jimmy so when he was a rookie and this is going back 2001 or so somewhere in there i booked him along with a rookie manager by the name of angel williams uh and angel williams is now angelina love so 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 yeah they go way back i've known them for a very long time so Cody, uh, Cody wrote the Wrestler's Tribune. And just so you know, we don't use ghostwriters for that. So Aaron Stevens, Cody Diener, anybody that writes the Wrestler's Tribune, that's them writing it. Uh, we don't use ghostwriters. So we have the Wrestler's Tribune. There's a great story about the return of John Cena to WWE. There's a great story about RIP Thunderdome. Uh, there's a great story about Thunder Rosa in there as well. Lots of great stuff in, in, uh, in this issue, the September-October issue. And I, I would like to note that this issue was sponsored by Magic Spoon and Blue Chew. I'm not oh, going to yeah. do a Sean Ross app segue, but this issue was sponsored by Magic Spoon and Blue Chew. So thank you to them for their sponsorship. You can get uh, issue five now in digital immediately, or you can order it in print through FIFOMag.com. And uh, it turned out great. The, the mm-hmm. issue looks great. Cover looks great. The show is sponsored by Blue Chew as well. We'll get into that later, though. But, uh, of course, FIFOMag.com. Uh, well worth checking out, guys. Can't wait to get my issue. Uh, you can also order like our, our entire back catalog that we have as well. And uh, there's there's a lot of stuff in there. It doesn't necessarily age. Like yes. so, so if you buy issue two physical, um, 
it, I mean, it's it's going to be just as good now as it was when it came out. Some good stuff. I mean, obviously, CM Punk coming back is something we had to tackle. That was something that has to be covered. Yes, yeah, and I was so happy that uh, so Scott Lesh is somebody we we worked with for a while as a photographer. And I didn't know that he was at Rampage. And so when we were going to do the punk feature, I was like, okay, we got to try to find a good good cover shot of punk. And I think it was Shandy on my team, I believe, or maybe Melissa on my team, that found Scott's portfolio. And uh, yeah, like you said, he did a phenomenal job. So we got some great shots uh, in this issue. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Was it's really good? I was I was blown away by those uh, by those those shots it was really great well let's talk about your weekend coming up sean ross sap the traveling man <laughs> is off to chicago on friday and uh we'll talk about all out in a minute what do you got lined up for chicago did you try the deep dish yet i tried that last time oh I'm you done did with it i'm done with it yeah you it. didn't like it yeah i'm done with it can i ask where you went to have that in chicago do you remember i can't remember i went with like uh, uh glenn rubenstein who who does some great ad work and works for wrestling Inc. He took us there. Blue Chew actually footed the bill for my, my oh, birthday okay. dinner a couple of years ago, but I can't remember where I'd have to, I have to look. So I, I've been to Chicago once and I recall going to a place called Gino's and I thought the deep dish was excellent. I liked it. thought it was really good. Yeah. yeah. So they also do popcorn, uh, like street vendors have popcorn. Did you try that? I didn't at all. No, yeah, I, didn't. I had it. I had it a couple of times and it was very unique. It was very different. We've got some super chats already. We have uh, Fluffy Panda saying, still weird hearing a wrestler having my family name Diener. Uh, <laughs> Sean Blanford says, afternoon, gents. I'll be in Toronto next week to cover the film festival. Any restaurant recommendations? Looking for someplace fun to go that doesn't involve pizza, pizza, or Tim Bits. You're, you're asking the right guy. So, so depending on what you like, I'll tell you my favorite places. One is called Michael's on Simcoe. I think it's one of the best steakhouses in the world, the best in Toronto. Uh, and they make a, depending on your budget, they make a phenomenal Wagyu. So Michael's on Simcoe. Uh, there's a great French place called Scaramouche, Midtown Toronto. Awesome. I've been there a thousand times. Their specialty, if you're into dessert, they make a coconut cream pie in-house that is out of this world. So Scaramouche is a great place. If you want a really cool experience, there's a steakhouse called Blue Blood in Casa Loma. Casa Loma, Sean, is a castle located in the middle of Toronto. Wow. Like an actual full-on castle. And they have a restaurant in there called Blue Blood. They just opened up a new place, an American-style place in there as well. I forget the name of it. Those are three great options if you're not looking for, like you said, pizza or uh, or Timbits. So check any of those out. I got some people offering to send me some free pizza. So I'm probably going to eat some pizza at that stage, Jimmy. Life is good. Life's Life is good. good. <laughs> I know it is, Sean. I know it is. Well, let's let's talk about All Out. It's uh, coming up uh, this Sunday, September 5th. And when I look at this card almost from top to bottom, this card is indicative of how AEW has done a really good job of utilizing the established stars and mixing them with their homegrown talent. And, and I always include guys like Kenny Omega as a homegrown star because even though he was an established talent, he wasn't in America. And so I look at him as kind of a homegrown guy. You look at this card, like Kenny Omega Christian, CM Punk Darby Allen, Miro Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho MJF, Paul White QT Marshall. I feel like there's going to be a swerve, and I feel like QT Marshall's not going to be the opponent. That's kind of my gut. Um, but I don't know anything. I, this is just kind of my gut feel. But when you look at those matches, it's so clear how, how AEW has been able to leverage their talent, quote-unquote, 
with the established star talent. And then in addition to that, uh, Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, the Bucks, Lucha Brothers, Pac Andrade, Moxley Kojima. That's a hell of a card on paper, Sean. It is. I do wish it was somebody besides Kojima, but I'm sure the match will be good. Yes. Um, I want the tall Paul yeah. chance so bad. Saw that. Acknowledge them. I want them so bad. Yeah. Almost as bad as I want a haircut. Look how bad this is. But uh, <laughs> I'm the card's okay. Uh, the Baker Statlander match. I'm very excited for. We got people saying Ernie Vasquez AC debut Sunday. Uh, and BD at Ash possible swerve. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm working to find out more about the Cole thing. I'll have some more on Adam Cole contract negotiations or how they were going before. I got I got an interesting note there. Um, you say Chris Marcella says I see Kaz now and then on AEW's The Elite Hunter, but any news on Christopher Daniels? Christopher Daniels. He's working on heels. His eye has been healing up, uh, and I mean that was kind of his swan song for the, for the time being, but. We've got CM saying, do you think they'll tease Brian Danielson more tonight or just leave everyone anticipating? I don't think you need to tease him anymore after what CM Punk said, Jimmy. I agree. And that was organic. Yeah. Like he didn't know the crowd was going to start doing that. So that, that was that was an organic reaction. Well, this kind of leads me to another question. So I was going to ask you, what do you think the odds are that certain free agents are going to appear in some capacity at all out and and some of the names i was going to throw at you to kind of give me the odds without you you know revealing anything that you might not necessarily want to reveal so what do you think the odds are about say adam cole braun Strowman, buddy murphy ruby riot brian danielson and even lana cj perry what do you think the odds are that one of them because they are now all free and clear uh so what do you think the odds are that one of them appears uh at all out on sunday i think ruby probably will i think she'll be the joker I think Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews, is the kind of guy you debut on a rampage. Like you don't tell anybody who Omega's facing, and it's Buddy Matthews, and they have a killer match. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that, and I think you should spread them out. I think there should be like one on each show. That way, people are like, "Oh my god, I got to watch everything. I have to watch everything." So, um, yeah, I think there's a, a possibility of that happening. I don't know where the Adam Cole. Uh, talks are yet. I mean, we we got Trey Sherman asking if there's any update on potential offers, but man, I just I just don't think I don't think they'll load them all up on one show. But maybe I'm wrong. What are your thoughts on on WWE uh, releasing an internal memo about him when they haven't done that about other guys in the past? What do you what's your what your your thoughts on why they chose to do that with him? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't remember that happening in the past. I mean, well, okay. So there's an internal memo that has been going out about releases. So maybe it is more normal. It definitely happened the last NXT round. So maybe it's it's more common. Mm -hmm. But they did send out, Johnny A sent out ones about the NXT releases. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there you go. And now when it comes to Kojima and Moxley, um, so I know that uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, that's been the name everybody was thinking about because they teased it. But uh, I believe that the day before September 4th, he's committed to uh, Russell Grand Slam in Japan. And so they don't think that the timing is going to work for him to get to the U.S. Do you think that's why maybe they, they almost kind of didn't have their ducks in a row? They teased Tanahashi, but then All Out's coming up. He's already booked for September 4th. They had to kind of pivot. Do you think that's kind of what happened? And Kojima might have been not the long-term plan. It was more of a, oh, shit, you know, we got to plug somebody in with Moxley and Tanahashi's uh, busy. It seemed like they were hinting heavily at Tanahashi, right? Like, I mean, that seemed like how it was. But, I mean, also, I know Japan has been way more 
Well, I don't want. But everybody's been way more careful than America. What the hell am I talking about? Everybody's been way more careful. <laughs> That's people, true. People are practically spitting in each other's mouths over here. Hey, <laughs> sup? <laughs> more so than off than, than yeah. usual. Yeah, yeah. So damn. Um, it's just, I think that they probably wanted somebody besides Kojima. I can't imagine that being the plan because otherwise, there are people on your roster you could could have used. And the other name that came up a lot was Will Ospreay, but now apparently he's revealed that he tested positive for COVID. Yep. So and, he's, he, uh, he can't appear either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I didn't think he was really going to be an option, but I, I thought it was going to be Tanahashi. I really did. Right. Okay. Um, I want to ask you something regarding Tony Khan. So we've talked before about how the AEW roster is pretty bloated. You know, it, it, it's, it's pretty heavy. they got a lot of people on, on staff there now on payroll. Uh, Tony Khan was asked by the Wrestling Observer about roster additions, and this is a quote I want your thoughts on. He said, quote, I'm definitely going to make multiple additions over the next four to six months. Now, I presume that some of the people that we just mentioned are going to be some of the people that end up there, whether it be Ruby Riot, whether it be Brian Danielson, whether it be Adam Cole, whoever. They've already got such a heavy roster as it is, and that's even though they're doing dark tapings and yeah. rampage they got a big roster do you think that um tony khan might be intending to do time off cycles because you know how as it is they don't have everybody on dynamite every week because they can't even if they wanted to do you think that he might be looking to implement time off cycles maybe a month two months at a time well so that he can get everybody involved yeah i mean i don't think it'll be standard i think it'll just happen as it's happening somebody's like hey i need a couple months over and They'll be like, okay, cool. Because, I mean, there that happens. I mean, John Moxley took paternity leave. And, mm -hmm. like, it's it's just so, it's just, it's it's how it should be. These They shouldn't be wrestling every month out of the year for 12 months. That's not safe. It's not mm -hmm. normal. Um, I mean, it's more normal without all the live events and all that. But yes. uh, Matt J. Hendricks says, why a 72-hour replay window for All Out? I don't have the answer to that. There's a lot of questions there. Andrew says, is Aldous now more likely I could see a TNT title feud? Not based on the one phone conversation I had with the guy. It didn't seem like he was that interested in AEW back then. Uh, Bill Hemmett says, what's Jimmy's thoughts on the Woodley versus Paul fight? This is actually on my list today. Is it? So, yes. So, Tyron Woodley is so frustrating. He's so frustrating. Yeah, he is. And and if anybody is an MMA fan, a UFC fan, the Wonder Boy fight, Sean. Yeah. He is such the second a, one, right? I believe the, you mean the second the one. The one that was a draw. Oh, yeah. He is such a frustrating fighter because Tyron Woodley has it in him to be a very exciting dynamic and not get anybody's in there with fighter, but he's so hesitant. He's so reluctant all the time. And I don't know why, but he just is. The only thing I could think of is, you remember in Strike Force, I believe it was, where uh, Nate Marquardt knocked him out? Yep. And we've seen with other fighters, GSP and other guys, after they get knocked out, they're reluctant after that. The thing that makes me feel different about Tyron Woodley is that after the Marquardt fight, he goes to the UFC, he was knocking guys out. He was. He was He was dropping people. So what happened? So, so Okay, so I'm watching the Jake Paul fight. And... You know what? With all due respect to Jake Paul, I mean, he 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 drew a house in Cleveland. This is a guy that's not even re really a real real boxer. He drew a house in Cleveland. He's been, he's been training for three and a half years. I understand, yeah. and I and I mean, like, like I, I I get the talent level and all that stuff and and yeah. what he's doing. 
but um, he has been training full time for three and a half years, and he has had legit training parts. And I've heard all that, and 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 that's that's fine. But I look at him like a guy. I feel like if Jake Paul gets in there with a guy who's really going to be on him and yeah. throw shots, he's going to drop. I just don't. He doesn't come off to me. He hasn't proven to me yet that he's got that granite chin. And when I saw Tyron Woodley in there, I thought if he gets one opportunity, the fourth round, Sean, I thought it's done because yeah. he got one opportunity. But what did he do? He threw one good shot and then he went back to being reluctant again. I was standing up, like standing up off my couch, standing on the floor. I thought it was going to be it. And there's Tyron sitting back again. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's so frustrating as a fighter. And Jake Paul deserved to win that decision because Tyron Woodley wouldn't do anything. Uh, according to, I've got it written down here because I was going to talk about this later on. According to the mirror in the UK, I believe it was an average of seven punches per round that Tyron Woodley landed. He landed an average of seven punches per round. He would not throw. He was not active. I understand for the first couple of rounds, you know, it's a new arena for him. So I can understand maybe he was just kind of trying to get used to it. It's a smaller ring too. Yeah. So he's probably trying to get used to all of that and trying to get the time down and everything. No excuse after two or no. three rounds for him to not be thrown because Jake Paul's a beatable fighter in my opinion. Yes, if if, he was. I mean, yes. he almost did beat him. He almost yes. did beat Jake Paul. Yes. Uh, we have a bunch of super chats. Matt says, is Zaylee removed from TN shop for the moment being? Yes. Uh, Luis Tree says, will Vax mandate affect Arthur Ashe? Yeah, you got to have a vaccine. Apparently, they've already there. said so. Yep. Yeah. Um, Dr. Six Singers X Squire says, more additions in four to six months. Didn't somebody two months ago said the next six months would be, wish I could remember. I told people. I told people. I posted <laughs> a damn tweet and everybody's like, you knew what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what I was talking about. Hot diggity damn. What happened after that? Some stuff apparently, Jimmy. Like CM Punk popping up and Adam Cole's contract being up and Pete Dunn's contract being up and some oh oh wait, I'm not gonna I'm not allowed to say that yet. I actually forgot all about Pete Dunn. Yeah, I forgot go. about Pete Dunn. Peter Dan. Uh, throwback says, I'm excited to watch AEW. Haven't seen much of their stuff. I'm curious to see what they do next with all these additional talent. Do you see AJ Lee possible, possibly considering coming back? I think it's likelier now than it's ever been before. Uh, Jimmy, I think based on what we've seen about her liking Britt Baker's work and yeah. CM Punk referencing her, I think it would take one Britt Baker line of her saying, it's a good thing. One of you decided to come back to work. Uh, I think this show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You take like one of those lines to maybe get her going, mm. but I don't so, know her personally. So I saw an interview with Punk where he made reference to her neck, and the oh, thing is, interesting. Is, yeah, and the thing is, Punk's a troll, so I don't know what to believe with Punk. Yeah, uh, but he made reference to her neck, and so uh, I don't know her physical uh, condition for a return. But uh, we we talked about it before, AJ Lee, or you know, I guess we can't call her AJ Lee anymore. Very underrated. Very underrated. Oh, she she was, she did, I think one year she won uh, Superstar of the Year or something in WWE, and she deserved it because she carried the women's division that year. Very yeah. underrated. Great promo. Good in the ring. You know, has a good aesthetic. Uh, great talent. And and so she'd be a good pickup for AW. But yeah, if you look up the Punk interview, he did make reference to her neck. So I don't know. Yep. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Let's let's get through some of these super chats. Frank says Woodley was great matchmaking. He's a name that probably never posed any danger to Paul. They knew hesitant Woodley was who they were actually getting. I think he posed a little bit of a threat. The, oh, the biggest threat that, that they've had so far. Yeah, and the thing too is is uh, watching that fight. So Paul, the first few rounds, landed some shots. Yeah, and the problem is how how many ounces are boxing left, Sean? Uh, I don't know how much they were that Might be 12. I mean, it, it varies. It varies depending on what. So, you so agree on. given what, what turn Woodley's used to in the UFC and now in boxing, they're wearing these big gloves. He took some shots from Paul and it was nothing like he yeah. did. He just kind of shook his head like it was nothing. I, I almost felt like after he took a few shots with those big boxing gloves on, that would make him even less nervous about, yeah. oh, I can go in and, and kill this guy because his punches, they, they're not heavy enough with those big gloves. Sure. But he just wouldn't. He wouldn't. And it was so frustrating to watch. Did you see Chappelle? I did see Chappelle. Chappelle was yelling at him about oh, like, man. come on, man. He's like, do it for your culture. Do yeah. it for your people. Because Willie wouldn't throw nothing. I know. So it was very frustrating. Okay, let's get through some of these super chats now. <laughs> Okay. Matt Hendricks says Punk said the same thing in 2018 about her neck and said no chance. That's fine. You know what I've heard that about? I've heard that about Christian and concussions. I've heard that about Edge and his neck. I've heard that about Paige and her neck, which we'll talk about later. Um, I heard Punk was never going to come back to pro wrestling, too. Heard a lot of things. Mm -hmm. DJ Cass says EO and Zoe are defending the titles next week for the first time in two months. What? And first <laughs> match as a team, bad booking. And DJ Cass says, how bad is it that Zoe and uh, EO won the titles July 6th? And they're just now defending it September 7th. Jimmy, uh, we had said that at the time. They did not need these titles. They could have just switched the women's tag titles over to NXT. Yep. It would have made a lot more sense. But no, yep. they, they screwed it up. They overbooked it. All right. Were any of those girls injured for any period of time at all? No, I don't think so. I was told that EO was fine. But I, I mean, maybe maybe during that period. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so tell me this. Why did they create those tag team titles? 
don't know. What? I thought maybe you would have heard something. Like, no, like some I, nobody of, there okay. really know, knew why. They thought that it was going to lead to more, uh, in a, more women's tag title stuff from the main roster. I mean, Raquel and Dakota both said that in interviews. Uh, Raquel and the one that I did with her. I think that Hunter needs to, unless Hunter's on 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 board with it and likes it, yeah. I think Hunter needs to push for a, a, a match to unify him. Yeah. Big Migs Gaming says, can we have more shows with Sean and Denise? They have great chemistry. They are the best. Nia and Charlotte could learn from them. Uh, maybe down the line. if Nia and, and Charlotte could learn. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Me- Maybe down the line, me and Denise will will figure out like a, a like a weekday show to do. I mean, that's a possibility. With my travel schedule, it's getting hard. But then again, it seems like everywhere I travel, Denise is also traveling. So maybe it wouldn't be. Uh, Matt says, "I missed last night, and now Mei Ying is wrestling next week." Yeah, I'm very excited to see how that ends up. Alicia Ellis says, "Any news on Oscar's sling? I'm working on it. I'm working on it." Saw that. Looked like there might have been a cast under there too. Yeah, Matt says, does EO not want to go to the main roster? I don't know about that, but we do, we did report that EO was fine this week. Uh, we've got Shad Manhuda saying, thoughts on Sefa Fatu signing to NXT, Gable Brothers 2. Uh, it was Bobby Stevenson that technically signed. I don't think Gable has been announced yet, but Sefa Fatu is one of those that it was like, duh, of course they're going to sign him. You know what? I this can't... is on my list. Yeah. And I want to talk about Bobby Stevenson because I have a theory. Yeah. So I want to talk about this. So I'm going to give you an NHL reference, Sean. You'll like a nice NHL reference. Okay. There's a defenseman who was highly sought after in the NHL named Seth Jones. He was a, he was a unrestricted free agent, top pair defenseman, stud defenseman, highly sought after. Seth Jones has a younger brother by the name of Caleb Jones, who is not as good of a defenseman. We're like a third pair defenseman. The Chicago Blackhawks, who wanted to try to sign Seth Jones as an un, as an unrestricted free agent, what do you think the Chicago Blackhawks did? I don't know what they do. They traded for Caleb Jones first. Okay. So they so they traded for Seth Jones' brother. After they traded for Seth Jones' brother, who do you think signed Seth Jones as an unrestricted free agent? Oh, really? The Chicago Blackhawks did. When really? I saw that Bobby Stevenson got recruited to the to the PC, I immediately thought they did that to get Gable. And I'm not going to discredit Bobby's talent because I'm sure he's talented, but we know that Gable's getting a lot of uh, uh, a lot of attention, and the UFC is courting him, and Dota B's courting him, and everybody's courting him. I saw that, and given the timing, he just won the gold medal. Yeah. Given the timing, I thought they did that to get them one step closer to Gable Stevenson. That's just my opinion. I feel like that's why they did it. And then uh, I also wanted to mention uh, some of the other trainees. You just mentioned Joseph Fatu, younger brother of Jimmy and, and Jay. He's going to get fast tracked. Like, come on, yeah. given that lineage, unless he's terrible in the ring, he's going to get fast tracked. Then you've got Ben Buchanan, which is very interesting. The the son of Bull Buchanan, former WWE tag team champion. And then how about this reference? So Joshua Dawkins, he's a Devon Dudley trainee, and he's the nephew of uh, NBA legend Daryl Dawkins. Daryl Dawkins has a WWE pass on Ross app. I know. It was Appeared up. in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania too. Man. So, very interesting, but I, I, yeah, I question if Bobby Stevenson part of that was done politically to, uh, to get Gable there, but I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, I would, I would think so. Uh, Jeff L says, "Happy belated birthday, SRS. Continue being great. Thank you so much." Um, we've got uh, a lot of people talking about Nia and Charlotte. We'll get to that, but yep. Zeke's, Zeke says, "Thank you, Sean and Jimmy, for streaming, making Wednesday's breeze by faster." Sean, have you seen Heels? It's an amazing show. I'm hooked. I'm actually planning on watching them all together. 
I've seen any yet as well. Yeah, I haven't Van seen it. Van Twinblade says, I'm once again asking you to talk about 2D Lynn. Did you see any of 2D Lynn on NWA and Power? No, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, aside from a few clips. Otherwise, she, I haven't had a chance to see it. She's going to get a lot of bookings. She's going to get an awful lot of bookings. She looked great. I think she should have won the Battle Royal, but Chelsea Green ended up winning it, which fine. That's fine. I mean, and they probably paid her a lot more too. So, but I like that. Troy says, with the Delta variant on the rise, do you think we could see a return to the Thunderdome? Nope, I'd be shocked. I think very much them announcing their live event schedule through the end of the year was them saying, uh, we're not doing that. Yeah, I, I think they'll just adhere to whatever every state's yeah. vaccine mandate is. And uh, I think they'll leave it at that. And then uh, Matt J. Hendricks says, has AEW confirmed All Out's main event? No, they haven't. They have not at all. And so it's not, it's not uh, Kenny Christian? It's not the main event? I don't. They haven't confirmed it, Jimmy. Hmm, I don't interesting. know. Okay. Bezos says, I'm not convinced he's not the long lost triplet of Jimmy and Jay. It's all Jay in that face. Well, I mean, they're <laughs> brothers. So yeah. Yeah. Matt says, Today's the four year anniversary of All In. Crazy to think it's been four years. It's been three years. But um, yeah, it would have been crazier to think it has been four years. But it's been three, Matt. But thank Hell, you it's been five money. for us, Sean. Yeah, I know. Can you believe it? Yeah. All right, we good on Super Chats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get to Nia Jax. I know people want to talk about this, so I'm watching Raw on Monday Night, Sean. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I missed the spot, or I or I missed the sequence, uh, because I guess I just was distracted. Then I saw on social media, people were posting the clips of it. So I went back, I rewound, and I went back and watched it. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll turn it to you in case you've got anything new on it. It's very clear to me it was when she lost her on the back suplex. And Charlotte was probably pissed. She almost fell on the back of her neck, probably pissed, probably picked the, the wrong person to want to, you know, slap around. But talk about the latest you've heard about that. That was very clearly a, a, a little shoot segment. And even the finish when it was kind of like a power bomb that Nia did, she didn't grab her. Did you see it? Where she didn't really grab Charlotte well on the power bomb. And Charlotte almost had to, you know, kind of hang the, on to her. The last one? Well, I mean, that's, she does, she had been doing that one arm power bomb. For a while. It looked like, bad. It, it did look bad. Her head bounced off. And uh, I mean, I haven't heard much more than, than what's out there right now. I mean, people are, I don't know if they're kind of protecting it or what, but we saw what happened. Things were rough. It didn't work out. Uh, we've got, we've got Ken Shiro saying, I can't believe I saw people, including wrestlers, trying to defend Naya by bringing up Kobashi and Hansen as if the issue was. If, but Naya is working stiff. That isn't the issue. It's hurting people. Yes, unsafe. It's hurting people. Yes. When, I mean, th this ain't Kobashi. This is not that. This is not early 90s New Japan or early 90s All Japan. That's not what it is. And Andrew says, was Bully's theory of Naya stiffing Rhea a catalyst? I, I don't know. I didn't hear that. I didn't see that. I'm not familiar with that. Unfortunately. Stiffing had, Rhea. Yeah. I, yeah, I I don't know. You're yeah. going to have to expand on that, Andrew. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I look at it like this. I, I think it's fair to say now that Naya has a reputation of being sloppy and unsafe in the ring. You can look at the string of girls that she's had issues with. And, of course, the two that people think about the most is Becky Lynch breaking her nose, Kyrie Sane almost breaking her neck, you know, throwing her under the ropes, throwing her under the stairs, all the, all the shit that she did with Kyrie Sane. Naya is unsafe, and and maybe it's because she doesn't strive to get better. Maybe she's just yeah. lazy in the ring, whatever it is, but she has this reputation of being unsafe. The way that Charlotte reacted, it almost came off like Charlotte was like enough of this shit, the way that she reacted. 
And uh, Charlotte's your biggest female star, arguably. And and you know, I, you I, you don't want to put her in there with with somebody unsafe. How? What is it going to take for Vince McMahon to kind of open his eyes? Because it's very clear that he favors Nia Jax. He always has. He's always protected her. He's always made her look stronger than everybody else on the on the on the women's roster. Nia Jax, by her own admission in interviews, has said that Vince McMahon told her that she is the Andre the Giant of the women's division. Uh, and anybody that might not be an old school fan, that is the greatest compliment that Vincent Mann could give because he loved Andre the Giant. And Andre the Giant was a special attraction for a long, long time. So that's a major, major uh, vote of confidence coming out of Vincent Mann. And then there's the obvious nepotism issue because yeah, she's, she's the, the rock concern. A lot of people right. always bring that up. Yeah, she's the rock's cousin. The rock. Everybody's heard the story. She went to WrestleMania with the rock's mom. I think it was rock Cena. Nia Jax said, I think I can do that. Went to The Rock, boom. She got fast-tracked right through the PC because she was The Rock's cousin. That's what happened. And so the question is, what is it going to take for Vince to open his eyes and recognize, you know when they did the thing where they mandated PC training? Remember that? Yep. What's it going to take for him to recognize, maybe I need to get her back there because what if, what if she breaks one of these girls' necks uh, or, or, or severely injure somebody because she's sloppy. She's unsafe yeah. in the ring. What's it going to take for, for, for him to recognize it? He puts her over everybody, Sean. She's been protected yep. always in WWE. I mean, the, she had gotten pinned a couple of times this year, but other than that, it, it's very obvious. Like we see Shayna getting pinned and everybody's like, nah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What's it going to take? Do you think? Um, if if it hasn't happened by now, I don't know what could possibly do it. I mean, I don't see Nia doing like a nails situation, yeah, or some shit and getting fired. Yeah, she's more professional than that. It's just, it's I'm not just saying and not I'm, safe. And I'm not saying I want her fired. I don't want. Yeah, her I don't fired. either. I just want her to be safe. Yeah, I think I want she her to be, be very safe. valuable. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought that her being in a tag team was a really good idea, but man. Um, I'm not going to comment on somebody's shape guys. Don't send super chats about that, but somebody's saying Naya doesn't care. Alicia says when Naya rammed Rhea, her neck was awkward in the ropes, kind of like whiplash I sent to you on Twitter. Okay. I did see that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I did. It just happens. Uh, Joe Pearl says bully said Naya running Rhea into the ropes during the match was what led to Charlotte sticking up for Rhea in their match. I'm trying to find out. I mean, like, Bully, obviously, Bully Ray has some spectacular inference and has been around the business and yeah. has potatoed people and has been potatoed and all yeah. that that stuff. So um I, I would generally trust his his instincts on that. So I don't I'm not I'm not gonna doubt that. Plus, he might have talked to somebody, but I'm still trying to talk to people. And usually I don't want to say usually, but sometimes it takes a couple days. And it did look like, and obviously, you know, we can't hear what they were saying to each other in there, but it, it did look like things were okay until the back suplex. And, and after the back suplex, when she kind of lost her grasp on her and Naya didn't go down on it either, it was just Charlotte kind of, you know, getting dumped. It was after that that Charlotte got up and started slapping her. So it, it, it looked like the back suplex was a catalyst, but you never know. Maybe, maybe Charlotte already went in there with a chip on her shoulder because of the Rhea Ripley thing. And then when that happened, that put her over the top. Who knows? I, like, like you said, I guess you gotta, you gotta find that out, but it's, it's, you know, and, and Charlotte is the cash cow, like compared to Nia Jax, let's be honest. Charlotte yeah. versus Nia Jax in terms of box office, it's not close. And so Vince McMahon's God, you got to be smart with these things. What if that yeah. had to been? Uh, what if that had to been Becky Lynch who just came back, and then you know, heaven forbid, she gets injured on a, on a sloppy spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he, he's got to be smarter than that. He can't allow this stuff. She's been doing this for a long enough time 
that these things shouldn't be happening anymore. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Like there's, and there's no excuse for that anymore. There's right. no excuse for that. There wasn't to begin with, but there definitely isn't. Basically yep. says the list is really crazy. Becky Bailey, Charlotte Ember, Alexa, Mandy, Kyrie, Kyrie, a couple times, Kyrie, a couple of times. Yeah. I remember too vividly. One was the power bomb in the corner where she missed the corner, hit her yeah. neck on the ropes. And the other was when she whipped her into the stairs and, and busted up her face. Yeah. More Those content. Are the two times. California or Canada says, Jimmy said, I'm watching raw on Monday night. Sean, I, I mean, Sean, why <laughs> watch it live instead of just listening to Sean, like and Denise, like the rest of us. Why? Why so you, for, you, for me, you watch our show. Uh, watch our show? yeah. So, so normally on Monday nights, I will put it on. So my tradition has always been to watch her on Mondays going back 20 some years. So I, it's just tradition. But for what I've been doing ever since I had children, as I've told you before, is now I tape it starting at eight because I'm just busy with, with the nighttime routine. I usually started about an hour in at much like you had been doing. And then I'm able to kind of get through commercials and catch up. But, uh, I usually will put on the show and then sometimes I'll text Sean I'd be like, hey, don't forget to say this. Don't forget to promote this. Don't forget to do this. And then most of the time he'll do it. So uh, I catch a show. You guys have great chemistry. I love that Denise asked for a raise the other day. That was cute. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. Man. Uh, Mr. I don't know how to pronounce that. It says, any news on what's next for Alexa? It seems like our mattress Charlotte has been given to Naya now. That was very weird. They like completely retconned so much stuff that they did on the prior week's Raw. This was actually the next thing on my list that I was going to ask you about. So last week, they set up Bobby Lashley, Sheamus. They set up John Morrison, The Miz, and they started a program with Charlotte and Alexa. This week, none of those things happened. Now, John Morrison did do one promo prior to the, the match with Omos where he made reference to, oh, The Miz is in Hollywood or something. He made reference to why Miz wasn't there. But otherwise, uh, Lashley and, and Sheamus, unless I missed it, they didn't reference the match not happening. Charlotte, Alexa, they just... There was nothing. They just had Charlotte in there with Nia Jax. I was going to ask you, why was all forgotten? What happened? What what made them decide to pivot? I guess uh, as of yet, nothing's come out about that. On Monday? Yeah. Just Vince. Vince didn't like what was set up and what was scheduled. I've got a report I'm working on hopefully for tomorrow, but it was it was not a good scene. It was not a great scene at all. None of the matches they had scheduled actually happened. Uh, a bunch of the programs they had scheduled did not happen. Right. And it's like, man, you oversee this show every week. Like, what's the big deal? Like, yep. And people actually were genuinely interested yeah. in Lashley Sheamus. They were. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, I love RK bro. And, you know, yeah. AJ Styles and Omos, I feel like they've lost some polish a little bit, but I, I, I love RK bro. How many times do I have to watch them in some, you know, some, combination against AJ and Omos. How many weeks do we have to watch it? And that opening promo, Sean, the opening segment, what a train wreck yeah. that opening segment was. Throwing every, like, what the hell was Randy Orton even, how did it even make sense for him to even come out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the the whole thing was, was very convoluted. It's very strange. I am happy that they pivoted, apparently, from Charlotte and Alexa, because I didn't want to see Charlotte getting hypnotized and shit. Yeah. Um, but I, I also don't want to see her get her neck broken by Nia Jack. So I hope that that doesn't carry on. I guess they're going to have to see. Yeah. I, I baffled by how that handled hand that was handled. Matt says, got the pod fired up at my hotel in Chicago. So hyped up for this weekend. Any news on full gear getting moved because of UFC stay tuned. Um, I know it was pulled from some of the ticketing stuffs. 
you what mate says, what are your chances of Adam Cole signing somewhere like 60, 40, a W or 60, 40 WWE. I would say 60, 40 leave in WWE. I just don't want to say where, cause you never know. Yep. Destiny FOMO, who is soon going to be a sponsor. Check her out. Twitter.com slash destiny FOMO says, AEW and Arthur Ashe this month, and I finally get to meet SRS. Wrestling is exciting again. I'm saving wrestling, Jimmy. Is that why she's saying wrestling is exciting again? Because she's meeting you? Well, yeah. Why else? Man. People are putting you over, Sean Ross app. Matt J. Hendricks says, It sounds like WWE dropped the Alexa Charlotte feud because WWE made zero mention of last week's segment with Bliss. It was very it does weird feel like, that they yes, just completely does. ignored it. And yeah, I mean, it was... Like, you know, you know, you know, so make up it, make up an excuse. You know, one little thing that irritated me, Sean, because sometimes the details piss me off. So they're one little thing that irritated me. So they got a shot of Charlotte in her gear. You know, they do the shot where she's walking and the camera's following her like, ah. like a front shot. So they did a thing. I think it was before a commercial break where Charlotte's walking in her gear, which means like she's getting ready for a match. Right. Then when I believe Nia was either on her way out to the ring or was right before the match was going to start, they cut to the locker room and Charlotte was lacing up her boot. And little things like that drive me fucking crazy. Am I supposed to believe that she was wearing flip-flops when they had her in her gear with the camera like this? Things like that irritate me. Might mean yeah. nothing to anybody else, but stuff like that irritates me. Yeah. It completely. And and they they constantly do it. They all constantly the do it. Yeah. Uh, Josh B17 says, What match do you think steals the show it all out? Pack versus Andrade is getting slept on, in my opinion. I think that's because of the lack of stakes, Jimmy. I think that's why. I think if this had maybe even the triple A title, it would uh it would it would be happening. I think a lot of people are gonna say Bucks Lucha Bros. I believe it's in a steel cage. So I, I think a lot of people are gonna say Bucks Lucha Bros, but I've seen it so many damn times that I'm not interested at all. Yeah. In Bucks and Lucha Bros. I, I gotta be honest, whether it's a good match or not, I gotta see what Punk's got. I I, I wanna see his physical condition. I wanna I just wanna see what Punk's got. That to me is the most interesting thing of the show is what's Punk got in him after seven and a half years or whatever yeah. it's been. Yep. Um me too. Me too. Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the I mean I'm like I, when I think about that, I'm like <laughs> Fuck, what if this goes awry? What if this goes terrible, you know? Let me ask you this question. So I, I, I don't know Darby Allen as well as you do in terms of his background and stuff. Is he capable of, of having to like kind of carry Punk or call the match if required? And I'm not suggesting that's going to be necessary because Punk's not an idiot. But is Darby Allen capable of covering for him if required, do you think? Yeah, I think so. You think so? He, can, he can bump his ass off and make, make it up. Okay. Because he, yeah. he ain't Kenny Omega, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So all out is 80% rematches. Matt J. Hendricks said, um, not like from last week. It's not, I mean, Pac and Pac and, uh, Andrade had matches in WWE. Maybe, uh, Miro versus Eddie Kingston isn't a rematch. CM Punk versus Darby Allen isn't a rematch. Baker and Statlander maybe had a match last year. Um, Eddie Kingston or uh, Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers hasn't haven't had a match in a couple years. Paul White and QT have never had a match. Moxley and Kojima have never had a match. The Casino Battle Royal isn't uh, a rematch. Basically, a Jericho match and Christian match, like in terms of recent. Yeah, those uh, are the main two. Troy says, "Will Triple H still be involved in the creative process of NXT after the relaunch? If so, I'm very optimistic of the future. I don't know. He's supposed to be tasked with." with heading a lot of this revamp up. I just don't know what that means. And that came from Nick Khan. That's not coming from me. Mm -hmm. He said Triple H is going to be integral in it. I mean, 
he already is. What's different? Yeah. What's changed? So this was this is on my list too. Talk about NXT. So we got the new logo, not like in the color scheme. Uh, it kind of looks like I gave my four year old a bunch of paint and said go. That's what the color scheme looks like. But otherwise, the logo itself, like the NXT, like it's pretty clean. Like it looks it looks it looks pretty good. But I was going to ask you if you've read any more about this supposed revamp. I know that you had reported that the company was pretty tight lipped about it. Um, I believe it was this week. Uh, uh, Champa won a tag match. Because, you know, they're saying they're getting away from the indie guys or whatnot. Uh, Nick Khan said that, and he actually used that term or indie talent or whatever he said. But yeah. uh, so I was going to ask if you've heard anything about the supposed new revamp that's uh, that's on the horizon. From I guess NXT? Nothing. Yeah, from NXT. Well, the top talent isn't even being told. Tommaso Ciampa told me that on the air. I talked to other top talent that they don't know. Now, I don't want this to get random with as a, as a headline, but somebody said they'd torn apart the CWC. Yes. But it's a very small, like it's deceptively small, that place. And I know the ring area had been one. I loved the new colors. I thought that looked great. I mean, you see me in our chat constantly. I'm like, let's update our colors. Let's change this. A good, fresh, different look is always helpful. I mean, you do have nasty boy shoes, so, you know. I do have nasty boy shoes. They're really yeah. great. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wait, Jimmy. Did you see the gift I got today? Today, people are still giving you gifts oh, every damn day. Jimmy, our friend Greg Nelson, you're gonna hate this. Sean Ross Sapp is spoiled, Camillo. He's spoiled, Jimmy. Is that a Sean Ross Sapp action figure? It sure as hell. Take is. the glasses off. Can you zoom it in on the camera? <laughs> that looks like a Sean Ross Sapp action figure. Who made that? Greg Nelson. Uh, he is at glow underscore figure on, uh, oh shit, on Instagram. Isn't that unreal? It's got an FTF shirt. I saw that. Saw oh that. my God. So he actually physically made that? Yes. Really? Well, he, like he, the, the face, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, well, know, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. pieces go together. Unreal. Yeah. What a guy. What a I dude. would like to know. So I, I know a bit about the customization world. So I'm, I'm curious. Did he mold that? A lot of guys are doing 3D printing now. I'm or sure did, I'm or sure did, find a way to tell us. Well, the other thing they're doing is they're just taking an existing one and then they're just adding uh, whatever it is, silicon or resin or something to it. So I'd like to know if he used an existing head or if he actually molded a Sean Ross Sapp head. I would love to know that. I'll, I'll find out. I'll Greg find Nelson, out. if you see this, could be a retail opportunity. So I want to know if, uh, if you might have molded a Sean Ross Sapp head. I, I wonder. I mean, I've not done, I've not been scanned, Jimmy. So I don't know. If you did, we'll we'll talk. Could be a retail opportunity. Oh man, could be Sean Ross saps all over the damn place. Sounds terrible. I can't wait for some of those fucking stalker dorks on Twitter to buy like six of them and be like, ha ha ha! I'm gonna destroy it with a hammer. We got him so good by spending 120 dollars on these figures. Do you remember the uh, the that that was like the uh, the I hate John Cena shirts? People didn't you know figure out who got the commission on that. Remember that back in the day? No. Yeah, so they used to make a, a t-shirt. WWE used to make a t-shirt. It basically said, I hate John Cena. And the yeah, Cena... Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. The Cena haters would be wearing them thinking that they're, that they're funny or that they're hot shit because they didn't figure out Cena gets the commission on that shirt. So they yeah. just thought about it. Have you ever seen the LJN commercial where Randy Montreman Savage opens up his robe and he's got nothing but Randy Savage figures inside of it? That sounds... How did that get cleared, Jimmy? He had nothing. 
But that was inside of it. You know what I'm talking about, Jimmy, Sean. Dark side of the ring. Oh, no. <laughs> Is this leading to one, a blue chew segue? a man hanging there. Oh, boy, if you want to open up your robe and reveal something, <laughs> check out bluechew.com and use that code FIGHTFUL. Maybe you're all out and you're looking to get all in. <laughs> you're looking to go double or nothing or maybe double or nothing. Bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL has you covered. And you get your first shipment free. That's how you know they know that you're going to love it. It's got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. But no more awkward conversations, because if there's one thing I hate, it's being awkward. Oh, you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. It's prescribed online. You work with their online physicians. It ships straight to your door in the good old U.S. of A. Wow, my microphone dropped. And if you don't want to have a mic drop, if you want that microphone on a stand and want somebody speaking into it confidently, Blue Chew has you covered. Bluechew.com. Code Fightful. Hot diggity dog. So anyway, or hot diggity dong. So anyway, I had a vision of we could do a commercial. Yeah. And we have a wrestler with a robe on. And yeah, he will be wearing something under the robe. But we'll have a wrestler with a robe on. And when he like opens it like that, there's Sean Ross Sapp action figures hanging Terrible. all over the Sounds inside of that robe. Terrible. But look, everybody is very happy with that i'm very happy uh matt says it was mentioned by calyx calyx last night what are the odds of nxt goes live again uh the things we've seen become null and void as this month's all taped i think a lot of what we're seeing isn't even being set up and mm -hmm. it's being set up like the episode before so um i think there's a lot of opportunities for this to be retconned oh by the way guys Every Tuesday now, uh, we've got Kate Hensler on Sour Graps with Alex Palowski, the free edition, reviewing NXT. So if you like Kate or just loathe Alex, this is great news for you guys. Because <laughs> quite frankly, we know there's lots of them. Uh, fortunately, Alex knows how to use the mute button a little bit better than I do on Twitter, uh -huh. not, not on the show. But, I mean, it's, it's given it a, a fresh paint of coat, as Conrad and Bruce say. But, um, yeah, we've got Roman the Hunted saying, do you know if Io Shirai's contract is up soon? She's been there for three years. If we know, you can go to FightfulWrestling.com. We have a resources section. It is updated every day. It's got TV ratings, rosters, injury reports, and what contracts we know of. One of those contracts, Jimmy, was that of Paige, who said on a Twitch stream, Hey, by the way, I know PW Insider. Well, she didn't say that, but I'm, I'm saying it. I know PW Insider reported my contract through 2023. It's up June 2022. Mm. And then she go after after we had ran that story. She's like, uh, "P.S. I'm training for a return." Now I know it's dangerous, Jimmy, and mm -hmm. I know it's on your your list. But mm -hmm. when you see Christian, you see Edge, you see Daniel Bryan, you see all this. Samoa Joe took over a year off. Mm -hmm. why not try? Yeah. I mean, that that's fair. I, you know, they're different injuries. I look at them in different ways. So it, so it's like Christian, I believe was a concussion too. Yeah. Yes. And obviously we know that Brian was neck, what she had two serious neck injuries. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know about, maybe, you know, about what kind of procedures she said edge, you know, obviously underwent a lot of procedures. I don't know what all she's done. Yeah. It is really dangerous, but obviously any competent doctor is going to have to clear her first. And I think that so long as any competent doctor clears her, then 
she would be, I guess, as ready to go as anybody else would. Uh, I just hope, because obviously, you know, she, she was a young girl when she had to retire, and then she saw, especially now we're seeing this resurgence in the world of wrestling, thanks to AEW, quite frankly. And so she's probably seeing that. It's probably kind of gotten her excited again. And, you know, even if she chose to stay in WWE, if she were to, to get, get cleared to wrestle, there's a lot of girls in WWE now she never got to work with before. Yeah. So she's probably excited to see that. And she probably wants to be involved with all that. But I really hope that she uh, uh, takes care of herself. I hope that she gets proper clearance and, uh, and that she's safe in there. Because uh, I remember when she took that shot from Sasha, even though it was accidental, you saw what happened. One kick. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, well, that was that was a rough one too. It was yeah, to but, the back. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I'd like to know. You know, once you're cleared and ready to go again, could could one? And you're right. It was a stiff shot. But could one stiff shot like that do it again? And could it be a worse this time? So yeah. stuff like that, I'd want to know. But otherwise, I could. How, how old is Paige? She's still really young. Is she even thirty she's yet? She's like twenty eight, I think. Still. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand. I can understand her perspective. Still time to get in your Super Chats, guys. After this, we will be over on FightfulSelect.com. It's the first of the month, so uh, resubscribe if if you canceled like a little bitch. <laughs> or if your credit card ran out. Uh, if you don't have a credit card, steal your mother's. That's okay, too. Nerguru, or your we father's. Get the, we get the money either way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nerguru says, Paige versus Becky Lynch. This is main event money. I mean, it could be. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think it could be. Chris says that Kate and Alex have great chemistry. I think Kate would have good chemistry with everybody uh, a, a lot, a lot. Yeah, I, I, really mean, put, I, I, put, I put Kate over. I think the the yeah. first night the first night that I saw her uh, on whatever podcast it was, I texted Sean and I said, you got a winner with this one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Kate's, really Kate's really good. Really good at scouting talent. <laughs> oh, I gosh. am too, Sean. Andrew says, is there a prototype of female Vince once on NXT or are they all free to push anybody? Charlotte Flair is the prototype. A yeah. famous father, incredible genetics, and somebody that can take to it like a fish. Yep. Uh, fish in water, fish to Trish water. Stratus, that type. Uh, yeah. I feel like for I feel like for a while, Mandy Rose, he was looking at her like that type, and maybe they fell out of favor for whatever reason. CJ Perry would have been that type if if they both didn't fuck it up, Lana and Vince. Yeah. But uh, typically, you kind of know what he's always like. Sable. Yeah. That's always Matt, what he's kind of been into. Matt asked thoughts on New Japan airing stardom matches. Hopefully, the start of something bigger. Anthony says, I think MJF will go over Jericho. He should, Jimmy. I've said this before. This needs to be MJF's. I beat Rock and Steve Austin in the same night. It needs that. That should be that for him. I actually, I believe he will. Uh, there's two reasons I, I believe he will. And it makes me think back. I know I'm an old school guy. It makes me think back to Randy Savage, ultimate warrior, uh, when it was Savage's retirement match. The first reason is, and we talked about this with punk's return, Tony Khan, whether you love him or hate him, he's aware, like he's aware and he's, he's aware what people think he knew. Okay. People know punk's going to be on rampage. Let's just do it at 10 one. Cause they know yeah. he's there. He knows that everybody thinks Jericho's career is on the line. Jericho's winning. Khan knows that this is what people are thinking. 
Jericho's got the Rampage commentary gig. How yeah. easy would it be to have him lose the retirement match? They did this with Randy Savage back in the day. Loses the retirement match, goes to commentary, gets goaded by a talent, finally is able to, to, to get clearance to basically come into retirement because he got goaded by the talent, and then he's back in the ring. That's exactly the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, because, again, a lot of people are going to go in thinking Jericho's winning, and a lot of people aren't going to be happy if Jericho beats MJF because MJF's on a roll. Right? I would love if they added, like, the line the only person that can get uh, allow him out of retirement is mjf type of thing right and mjf is in some trouble down the line he's like oh well i'm just gonna let jericho out of retirement under the condition that he handles this for me like, right i think there's a lot of manipulative ways that they can do there's it. a lot they can do yeah there's there, a lot they i mean can if do. You, i think they kind of did that with Vince and Steve Austin back in the day where Vince couldn't own the company anymore mm -hmm. unless Vince, unless Steve Austin approved it or something. It was, it well, was even wild. Savage. So when, so when Savage had their retirement match and went on commentary, the storyline was he wanted to come out of retirement, I believe for Jake Roberts. Uh, so he wanted to come out of retirement to battle Jake Roberts and yeah. he had to get approval from, might yes. have been like Gorilla Monsoon or whatever. It could. It wasn't just a thing where uh, I, I I lost this match, I retired, but now fucking I'm back in the ring. They did a storyline where he had to get a yeah. clearance or whatever. That's well, all and, they got to do. Yeah, I mean, it's a scripted pro wrestling show. It is. And, and I know a lot of people, effort, I know some you know? people will just be difficult and be like, going back in a stipulation. It's a fake show. Who cares? And and again, if they make it make sense in storyline, yes. then it's okay. Give you me know? a reason. Yes. Uh, Alicia yes. Ellis says, how do you think Roman Finn will go? And Brock, I'm shocked they didn't hold off on this until until uh, Madison Square Garden, Jimmy. I'm Roman shocked. Finn? Yeah. I think it'll be a great match. I bet it'll be an awesome match. I mean, because it's Vince, maybe they're going to wrestle eight times in a row. And so, uh, you know, you'll still get to see it at MSG. Oh so, no, I think it'll be good. Uh, and, you know, they got the Street Profits out there now. So now the, the odds are evened a little bit. But uh, nobody believes that that Roman Reigns is going to drop the title to Finn Balor. But I'm sure it'll be a fun matchup. I did want to ask you about Brock. How's our time? Do we still have time? Yeah, I want to ask uh, you about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to ask you got, about Brock. Well, hold on. Sean Grace says any truth to Vince and Bruce producing NXT? I have not heard that. And and JJ says dumb Cody still can't go for the world title. I again, I would love certain people to be able to. Uh, pull that back to use that against somebody else That's i mean like. it, essentially the world champion could be like you got your shot because i i basically want to see you kick my ass kind of thing yeah. or i want to see you beat me or you can't beat me you got your shot that'd be the way to get him back in but uh yeah. i want to ask you about brock so last week on this podcast i asked you if brock lesnar's return to wwe was wwe's response to cm punk's debut in aew uh, and last week you told me that you believe that there was there was some kind of correlation. Now there have been reports that Fox pressured WWE, and I know you're working on a story about you know the network yes, stuff. I am. There are reports that Fox pressured WWE, which led to Brock's return. I believe it was Dave Meltzer that reported that he even got a better deal. Brock even got a better deal because of the timing, and and he was able to take that to his advantage. Uh, you reported the terms of the deal. What all can you tell us about Brock's return and, and you know, how much of that was WWE getting pressured or WWE feeling like we got to respond to the CM Punk return? I think a lot of it was getting pressured. I think a lot of it was. Um, 
things with Fox weren't smooth before that. And buddy, are there way so there's so many variables, mm. so many variables to this, um, including other companies as well. There's a whole lot to it. Just so, so much to it. And I'm trying to put it all together for a report that I'm hoping's out by next week. Um, probably going to be one of our top reports next week, but it's been repaired a bit because of Brock and Becky. And Cena, yeah, Cena, but Cena's gone again. But yeah, Cena, okay, okay, yeah, interesting. And uh, uh, I think you reported year and a half, eight matches a year. Was 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 yeah, the, the belief at least eight matches is what I was told. Okay, and do you still think Saudi's going to be the first one? Yeah, I think so. I think that that would make sense. I mean, they're getting paid a lot of money, so you might as well do that. And they're they're setting it up already. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's going to be very interesting. Now, over on the uh, AEW side, there are reports that TNT is ecstatic. Uh, but you, t- you want to talk about just a difference. And, and, and you know, part of the issue, again, is Fox is paying like $250 million a year. USA is paying, what, 265 a year. Certain expectations come with that. TNT is paying a lot less than 250 a year mm-hmm. for AEW. And so if you're TNT, they, they've been averaging over a million a week now on Wednesdays. Uh, Rampage, I don't think anybody expects that they're going to do a million every Friday at 10 o'clock, but they've been doing over 700, even without Punk now. They've been doing over 700. They've been number one in their time slot on cable. Pretty good. And yeah. so, you know, and so what are you hearing about, uh, about you know, the TNT relationship? Uh, and what do you think about, you know, what do they got? A couple of years left on this current contract. What's your expectation? Do you think that uh, they're just going to probably stick with TNT long term? I would, I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, it seems to be a good relationship. Uh, they are going to get a massive increase the next time around. Yes. Um, they probably should have, should have gotten even more than they got now, but also TNT has got to feel pretty good. TNT's well, Warner, it's not gonna be TNT for much longer because they're moving to TBS. Um, they Warner media at least once a week is sending me emails, sending the media emails like, Hey, look how great this show is doing. Yeah. Like that's, that's not something they do for every show, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how we've talked about how Vince McMahon's, you know, goal was for WWE to be at the top of the marquee, not talent WWE and Dana White's goal was for UFC to be at the top of the marquee. When you look at some of the recent numbers, the, the debut of Punk on Rampage, they had 1.3 million viewers on TNT. Then the next week they did, uh, I think it was 770 or 740. Still a good number for 10 o'clock on a Friday night, but not 1.3 like they did for Punk. Becky yeah. Lynch returned. SmackDown last week did 2.25 million viewers on Fox with Becky Lynch's return. It goes to show that it's not the company on the marquee that draws the number. It's the talent on the marquee that draws the number. Mm-hmm. And that again goes to show how WWE cutting loose all these people left, right, and center is, you know, yep. is is just short sighted, uh, short sighted thinking, you know. Yep. Um, I well, I'll tell you what the the Rampage and Dynamite that we saw last week didn't instill a bunch of confidence in that depth either. It was very disposable. It was very like, oh man, I hope they step this up because you can't just rely on Punk forever. Mm-hmm. But um, this this things are getting more back to normal wrestling's hot for the moment it's just they gotta ride the wave and make it make it interesting uh we got a few more super chats to wrap us up kieran mm-hmm. george just wanted to thought one of your thoughts on riddle's comments about roman and would he possibly have heat for it 
I think it's smart. I think it's the smartest possible thing. And I think Roman Reigns is smart enough, beyond smart enough to realize, I see what he's doing. Yeah, he's and playing. he should do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. William says, speaking of Cody, has there been any clarification on him quietly leaving the Elite last year? I'm aware of the EVP divide rumor. That's pretty much what it is. He confirmed as much after denying it. He confirmed as much in his uh, in his promo. So uh, there you go. You know, when they first, what, what was one of the criticisms I had when AEW started? One of my biggest criticisms was that they had active talent as EVPs. I thought sure. it was an awful decision. I hated that active talent, Jericho included. I hated that active talent was talking about the contracts of other people. Hated it. Uh, because that not, should not be what they're doing. It definitely, when you look at the landscape now, it's clear who's in charge now. Uh, not that it wasn't yeah. them, but it's very clear now. And when do you ever see the Bucks or Kenny or even Cody talk about contracts, talk about you know any business-related stuff? Not a lot. Especially yeah. the Bucks and Kenny, never. Never. Yep. So it's and and I don't know if they've if they've quietly yanked the EVP title or, or whatever, but it's very clear that there's been a pivot and that Tony Khan has recognized, okay, I gotta be the man and and this EVP thing, it was just a really poor decision. Yeah. And so that was a that was a very smart pivot. And uh same with Cody. I, I don't know if he's still considered an EVP. I'd pull it from him too, if he is. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we've got throwback saying WWE needs to listen to their universe because eventually fans will tune out if there are repetitive stories. AEW has me interested. Raw isn't. People already are tuning out. That's just already the situation that we're in. Well, Jimmy, anything else before we wrap up? Nope. You know what? The list goes on, Sean. Today, depending on how active the chat is, let's just take live questions. Okay. On the yeah. list goes on. Head over there, guys. Open up the YouTube chat and uh, yeah, submit some questions. And I got a Q&A show that's going up on Fightful Select tomorrow. So lots of stuff. We got a media call with Tony Khan tomorrow. Stay tuned, guys. Uh, I'm going to have scoops on Fightful Select all weekend. Kate Hensler says, leave a thumbs up on your way out. <laughs> Till next time, guys. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.